Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 49. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is think like a painter. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. When I host my landscape photo workshops during the workshop kickoff, I talk about this notion of approaching your photography like a painter. Oh, thinking kind of, sort of like a painter. There's certainly some differences between the mediums. And I thought this would be a good topic to discuss here on Stop Down Podcast. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend on social media, with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Fresh, current ratings help other photographers find out about the show. Okay, so thinking like a painter, what does this have to do with photography? The two art forms are not exact parallels, but there are similarities that I think are interesting and worth exploring. Let's start with the painter. A painter begins with an empty canvas. She decides what subjects to put on the canvas, selects their positions, their interactions. She has full control over the color palette, which conveys mood, the style of the work, detailed or abstract, the type of brush strokes. All of this is within the purview of the painter. What begins as an empty canvas is built up piece by piece into the final work. So painting is an art of inclusion. The artist decides what to include on the canvas, period. Photography has parallels to painting. Studio work and still life has stronger parallels, I think, because the photographer can exert much more control over the environment, the lighting, where subjects are positioned. Even then, though, there are limitations. A photographer can't just conjure up any subject from their mind's eye and have it materialize in the studio. So there is already a limit on subject choice. It's even more limited for outdoor work, like landscape or travel or street. And this is where I think photography starts as an art of exclusion. First, there is selecting a location. You've got to choose a place to go photograph. And by definition, that will exclude certain subject choices. If I choose to visit location A, well, it means I'm not visiting locations B, C, or D. It's stating the obvious. But a photographer can only be in one place at one time. And some locations have some subjects and others don't. Now, once on location, photography partially shifts to an art of inclusion. The photographer decides what to point his camera at, what subjects he includes in the frame, how they interrelate within the frame. These are within the purview of the photographer to a degree now, again, outside of studio work or still life, the photographer doesn't have control over where things physically are. He's bounded by the physical world. There may be limits on his own positioning, too, so you can't necessarily move around in such a way to create the composition that you would like to. Within those limits, this is another instance where photography shifts back to an art of exclusion. The photographer must decide not only what subjects to put in the frame, but also what to exclude. He decides what slice of the world to capture in the photograph. 
Now, a painter gets to create that slice from the inside out. Photographers need to work with the raw materials of the environment. And sometimes choosing what to exclude from the frame is equally as important as what to put in the frame. A photographer does have a level of control with subject placement by lens choice. Right? If the scene gets compressed with a long lens or distances are exaggerated with a wide-angle lens, this is like the painter choosing to exaggerate spatial placement of subjects or make some relatively larger than others. Our optics provide a certain level of control over that for the photographer. Uh, forced perspective comes to mind as well. Sidebar, when composing, there is another opportunity to think like a painter. Can your digital tools allow you to compensate for subject placement? You, know, you enter the world of the painter. What if you could rearrange the scene? What would you do? What would be the ideal arrangement of the subjects in your frame? And does one framing over another make it easier for you to get, let's say, a digital assist to make that arrangement? You know, separating elements a little bit more or something gets isolated that you could choose to enlarge or, or shrink just so you can balance more things. A painter can do that with their brush because they have an empty canvas. A photographer, you may have to think a little non-linear. You're capturing something before you do your back-end post-processing and you'll choose to capture it in a certain way. Thinking about what you'll do in the digital darkroom. A uh, footnote to the sidebar, I consider this uh, approach like a no-no for photojournalists. If you're documenting a scene for journalistic purposes, it should be as it appears. So I touched on the back end. Let's get to the back end of things in post-processing. I think this is where photographers return to the realm of the painter. And the digital tools we have, we've got near infinite control over look and mood of the image. We can dodge burn, overexpose, underexpose, uh, do LUTs and color grading, sharpen or blur, and how much you choose to do really depends on you. If you're an expressive photographer, well then be expressive. If you like impressionist work, take your photo in that direction. If you like uh, hyper-realistic imagery or you want to push color in a different direction to create a different mood, in my opinion, have at it. Uh, again, discounting photojournalism. Documentary work is just that. Document what's there. Anything else? You're creating a piece of art? I think it's fair game. And that's one other interesting thing about painting versus photography. It seems to me there's less heartache about painters uh, pushing or bending reality. Uh, a bunch of examples come to mind. Salvador Dali's Persistence of Memory. Van Gogh's Starry Night. Uh, Rene Margrit's Son of Man. This, this is the one with the, the green apple in front of the man wearing a bolo hat. That's not what you would see walking around. A, a significant chunk of Pablo Picasso's work is not reality. And whether we like the paintings, we don't like the paintings, that's not my point. It's just, it's not required that all people enjoy surreal artists or impressionist work. It's just that it doesn't seem to create as much tension. It's a matter of how the painting makes us feel. Does it stir something in us or does it not? And with photography, especially in the last decade, there seems to be a stronger reaction, usually negative, 
to something being photoshopped, you know, pixels are getting pushed, that it's not quote unquote real. My counterpoint? Think like a painter. For your art, does being real matter to what you want to express? bit of studio news. In the past several episodes, I've alluded to my book project on One Photo Raw Essentials, uh, updating it for Photo Raw 2021, and I'm happy to report the latest edition is available now. It's done. It's in digital format, and if you've already bought the book, thank you very much. I hope you're enjoying it, and it's helping you master Photo Raw. And if you're interested, I'll, of course, have a link in the show notes. I always have a link in the show notes for things, right? So it is a nice feeling to have that digital version of the book available. The book journey is not quite done for me yet. I am now focusing my attention on getting the print edition ready to uh, rock and roll here. So a couple more weeks of work ahead of me for that, but much smoother sailing now that the content and the layout is all done. And I can't end the episode without first thanking the members of the Patreon community. It is your support that makes this podcast possible. Thank you very much for supporting this show and the other work that I do. A lot of free material goes up on YouTube every week. And what helps make that possible is members like you. So thank you very much. If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, seeing some of the interactions and some of the conversations we have on over there, visit the show notes. There's a link there. There's also a button on every page of stopdownpodcast.com where you can learn more. And that will wrap it up for this week's episode. So think like a painter. The next time you're out with your camera, think like a painter. See how it changes and shapes the way you might compose a frame or maybe how you decide to finish it off in post-processing. Once again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun. <laughs>